Hi there, and welcome to Campus Connections. I am your host, Ashley Tem, and this show is by and for people who are in the education field. The hope is these conversations will allow leaders to hear and voice different opinions, perspectives, and philosophies to cultivate a better future. In this episode, we are joined by Emily Norman. Emily is a current Doctorate of Education student at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. She is studying educational sustainability while also working as the Director of Residence Life and Student Conduct at Northeast Community College in Norfolk, Nebraska. She has a passion for inclusion and works to implement sustainable practices that benefit everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today, Emily. Very excited to have you on Campus Connections. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your journey and your experience. Sure. So professionally, I've been working in higher education um, at various institutions, really focused in residence life. And I've dabbled in, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, student activities, uh, a little bit of teaching. Um, and so pretty holistic experience for my career. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I had the fortunate um, experience of being accepted to a doctorate program. So I currently study educational sustainability at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, um, which is also where I did my undergrad. So UWSP has my heart, it's my home. Um, and this, this opportunity over the past couple of years has really shown me how important sustainability is in all aspects of life um, and you know, in my career every day. That's wonderful. Um, what is, I'm actually interested in getting my doctorate in education as well. What has been your favorite part about your program so far? <laughs> oh, I'm a people person. So I got to say the people. Um, we have, it's a cohort based model. And so I've gotten really, really close with the other um, students that are in my cohort. We're cohort three. So there's only two that are ahead of us. It's a fairly new program. Um, and it's been really great because everybody's from somewhere different um, physically, but also in regards to what their professions are. So there are some students who are in higher education. There's some that are in K through 12. There are some that are in the public sector. There are some that are in the private sector. There are some that run their own businesses. So there's a lot to learn from one another and bring to the table. And then, of course, our faculty are phenomenal as well. Um, UW-Stevens Point is a very personal experience for all the students, and so we really get to know the faculty. Um, and in a doctorate program, you have to. You have to have a committee, which is, tends to be made up of the faculty within the program, um, and your committee has to be very honest with you, um, for better or for worse. And so you get to be very comfortable and very open with those folks. Um, and that, you know, that just helps with, A, feeling like you belong, but B, the networking, the opportunities, um, they really are able to get us connected beyond just the schooling part. That's exciting. It sounds like a really great experience so far. So shout out to that program for being so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So um, you mentioned that your uh, dissertation is going to revolve around educational sustainability. Can you share with us a little bit more on just what that is and kind of just like a, a foundation for that. Yeah, absolutely. So educational sustainability is a 
a brand new concept, more or less. Um, this program that I'm in is the first to explore it at this level. Um, previously, education for sustainability was kind of the go-to term. Um, however, educational sustainability is more of a holistic approach. So there are, when, in my education, there are six um, like core principles that we follow. So there's transformative learning, systems thinking, ecological thought, pluralistic democracy, diversity and social justice, and then ethical action. And so all of those six are combined within educational sustainability to create this holistic view of how sustainability can help society um, and then how we individually can help be sustainable in the world. That's really interesting. So how can we support that? How, like, what is your research shown for higher ed? Sure. So when we think about sustainability at its core is we're talking about meeting the needs of everybody currently without depleting those resources for everybody in the future. You know, it's very easy for us to consume, 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 but then in a hundred years, whatever we're consuming may be gone. So we really need to think about not only our impact on the natural world, you know, fossil fuels, recycling, things of that nature, but the longevity of our institutions as well. And so when you look at higher education, a lot of times the easiest one to think about is budgets, right? We're always in a budget shortfall. So how can we think sustainably about how to meet the needs of our students with the funds we have without depleting the savings or the endowments or the donations or anything like that? And not just, you know, cutting dollars, but still providing those resources to students. And one of the things that I've focused on is what's called um, place-based education. And so that's utilizing the community, really, to teach about anything and everything related to place. And so something that colleges can do would be to utilize those experts in the field that are local. Um, we put a lot of emphasis on credentials and degrees. When we have people locally that know more than I will ever know, taking classes. You know, I'm, I'm in rural Nebraska right now. And so a lot of this is agriculture related. And so when we think about who we can bring in to teach students about the best agricultural practices, the most sustainable learning the land, bringing in those local folks is going to help because they've lived this experience of having to farm or cattle or ranch, whatever, without depleting their resources. So they're already living this sustainable experience that they can pass on to students if we give them the platform to do so. I think that's a very important note to touch on because I know I've been looking at adjunct faculty positions and you have to have so many years experience, you know, even teaching that course, you have to have your degree in that realm. And sure, that's always great too. We are advocates of getting a degree. There are individuals that have this hands-on real world experience and sometimes that is the best education, um, having that hands-on experience. That's why we have clinicals. That's why, you know, we have so many hours to do something hands-on because you're not going to get that same experience sitting in a classroom. A big part of the sustainability of an institution is going to be its staffing. So you, you talked about adjuncts, right? So <laughs> adjunct positions are great. However, they're not, they don't provide a sense of security for folks. And so the, the more we go towards adjunct positions or non-contractual positions for staff, the less likely we are to create this sense of loyalty to the institution. Whereas if we upfront give folks, you know, good benefits, good pay, a sense of loyalty to the staff member or the faculty member, 
the more likely they're going to stick around, create programs that, that have that longevity, that are sustainable. And so you have to think about that cost and it being worth it to have folks that are loyal and care enough to make a place really, really great. Whereas if you have that high turnover, you're, you're starting programs over and over and over every three, four years, which is not a sustainable practice. Definitely not. You spoke about loyalty. I would love to hear your thoughts on incorporating educational sustainability and how we can remain loyal to our staff members. You know, what are the key things that you as a professional would love to have from your employer or, you know, offered by the institution and increase that loyalty, right? Because when you're a happy, you feel like you're getting all those resources, you are going to want to stay with that role for a lot longer. So I think as we move forward within higher education, we really need to focus on transformative leadership or transformational leadership, whichever term you care to use. Um, And that is identified by um, a model in that it identifies different ways to be a leader that transforms the institution to be sustainable, right? So we've got one of the pieces of the model is modeling the way. So really showing that we're in it for the long run, that we practice what we preach, that we are who we say we are. You know, if I'm if I'm preaching sustainability in the fact that, you know, recycle, reuse, reduce, and then I go home and don't do any of that, my staff and the students and other people that I work with are going to know that. So I really need to be sure that what I'm telling those that I'm leading is what I'm doing myself. Another part of transformational leadership is encouraging the heart. A lot of times in higher ed, our response is do it because we said so, Um, do it because that's how it's always been done where if we really look at how we want to change or how we want to progress towards a model of sustainability, we have to make sure that we're speaking to people about things that they care about. And that goes along with inspiring a shared vision. So every you know, college, university has mission statements, values, purposes, anything and everything related. And so we really need to make sure that those reflect who we are as well as working towards those. A lot of times it's just lip service. They're just words that are out there and we're not living up to those every day. We also wanna enable others to act. And so in higher education, we always say student first, right? We're student focused, the students are most important. Are we living that? Are we allowing students a platform to speak out, to take action, to make changes? When we ask for that feedback on surveys, are we taking it to heart? Are we actually doing something to make it better? And then the final step of transformational leadership is to challenge the process, right? We're obviously not in a place where we have a sustainable models within higher education. We're seeing high turnover. The pandemic has led to lower enrollment and retention rates. We're seeing students not complete their degrees. We're seeing students taking six, seven, eight years to complete their degrees because no one's helping them. No one's asking them what they want out of this. And so we really need to be critical. We need to look critically at what we're doing And if it aligns with where we want to go and who we want to be. Very well said. I think we can say yes, student first, any as much as we want, but we have to practice what we preach and we have to hold ourselves accountable and our colleagues accountable to really listen to the students and and to make sure that we are doing our best to enact those changes. I'm really looking forward to this next generation because We have a lot of activists, which is wonderful. And we have a lot of individuals that are, in a sense, tired of just saying, yes, we want change. And we've got a lot of individuals that are out there, like in the streets, 
promoting, you know, that they want the change and trying to do their best to have their voices heard. And yes. so all we have to do as the uh, higher ups, if you will, <laughs> is to listen and to just offer them that support. Part of it is being a yes person, right? When a student comes with an idea, the automatic answer should never be no. It should be, you know, let's see how we can get there. Let's see how I can support you. Let's try this or that. And really being encouraging to what they want to try because their ideas are things that we probably have never thought of. So let's give it a try. Let's see if it works. Exactly. Sometimes someone just needs the one yes, right? If they're just constantly being told no, they're going to start to feel defeated and they just need that one person to say yes. We don't know if whatever their plan is, is truly going to work. We we don't know that, right? Um, and that's just life. But it's just giving a chance and you just have to go for it. As professionals, you did mention that being a yes person is how we can kind of help support that. Is there any other advice you would like to share towards other professionals Anyone just kind of that's in support of sustainability, how can we better practice that? So personally, this is a a personal um, value. So I look a lot at how leadership plays a role in, um, in sustainability, especially within higher education. We, in higher ed, we are very hierarchical and we have a lot of leadership positions within professionals as well as staff um, or student staff, I should say. And so that plays a really big part in the culture that we have on campuses, which is wonderful. I think encouraging leadership is, is phenomenal. I think we send folks out into the workforce that are ready to take on you know, teams of their own, projects of their own. And so I think it's really important to find out what kind of leader we are um, and what's important to us and how we lead. And so for me, I focus a lot on authentic leadership. I'm who I am at work, at home, at school, at the gym. There is is no other Emily Norman. You get what you get with me. And this is really a really sustainable practice for myself because I don't have to switch on and off between being the professional Emily and being the home Emily. And this also allows students the space to be themselves around me as well. Since they know I'm authentic, they're going to be authentic. And same with, you know, staff and faculty that I work with as well. So that's been very rewarding to me. And that has allowed me the space to work on transformational leadership as well, because by being myself and being, um, you know, who I am at the core, I can make make arguments for how we should change progress we should make based on how I feel, based on what I know, and based on what I've seen at work. And so that's been a really great experience. And that's my route. That doesn't have to be everybody's route. And at the end of the day, as long as we keep our values at the center of who we are and what we do, we're going to be successful in that, especially when we have the support And so I I would challenge everybody to figure out what their values are and if they're related to sustainability and how they're related to the sustainability. And one of the best ways to figure that out is to Google the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. These are, gosh, I think there's 16 of them and they cover everything from, of course, the environment, right? Living sustainable in in our earth but also quality education, gender equality, infrastructure, innovation, peace and justice, 
Um, and everything is related to that goal of meeting the needs of now without compromising the needs of the future. So that's a really great starting place if folks are wondering what the heck sustainability is and how it relates to them personally or professionally. Is there anything that you would like to plug in? Is there anything that you are working on that you would like to share? You know, I'm always, I'm always going to plug the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point Doctorate of Education and Educational Sustainability. It's a wonderful program. If anybody's interested, they can reach out to me or they can just Google it. It's the first one to come up when you look up educational sustainability. And then just if anybody's interested in learning more just about the topic or wants to talk about it, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the higher ed Facebook groups. Totally down to always chat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily, for speaking with us today on educational sustainability. We really appreciate it. Hopefully all our listeners today has learned a little bit more about this topic and they can go back to their workplaces and enact this. Yes. Thanks for having me, Ashley. It's very great. Well, that is it for another episode of Campus Connections. If you enjoyed this show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. Until next time.